You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Celebrity Apprentice After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Celebrity Apprentice After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are doing the Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, we are doing the Celebrity Apprentice. Let me say that again. Yes, yes that worked. Hi, my name is Nando Velasquez, and I am joined alongside me by Grant Rudder. Hello, hello. Good evening. Hey, nice to see you again. Nice another you. week, another Celebrity yes. Apprentice, an interesting one. We are recapping uh, Season 13, Episode 3, which is also called I'm Being Punked by a Jackson, which... Uh, you know, I think when it comes to Latoya, I don't think many people say that too often, personally. But uh, but that's just no, me saying that. No, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she was really punked. To really, I mean, I think it ended up working in the other way. But whatever. We'll, we'll get we'll, there. We'll, we'll get, get to there. all of that. But but a very appropriate uh, title for the uh, for, for the show. So let's just uh, let's just get into. Uh, well, let, you know what? Let, before we even get into it, let's talk a little bit about Omarosa. We're going to be talking a lot about Omarosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hate Omarosa, if you love Omarosa, then maybe this is the show for you. But. Uh, I just want to go into. We got to see a little bit more of her uh, in the beginning with her charity, and and I think it was a big question last week whether or not uh, she was crying at the boardroom when she won because it was a ploy if she was an Oscar-winning actress or whatever. And throughout the episode, and yes. throughout the episode, but without even looking ahead into mm-hmm. any other crying matches that she did because she mm-hmm. she did. Well, spoiler alert: uh, if you didn't see it, she cries. Um, do you feel that she? was very sincere, especially when she was with the charity. I'd like to think she is. I mean, uh, they taped this. This was taped at the end of October, beginning of November, this episode. And so this fairly soon after the death. um, So I would like to believe in my heart of hearts that this is genuine and that she's, this is her way of maybe dealing with mourning. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'd like to, I, I think that, you know, I don't think she's all bad. I think she's, you know, in my opinion, I think she's genuine. There's a heart in there, right? I think she's <laughs> genuinely upset, and 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 she brings it up. Oh, I don't want to get too deep into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I only bring it up just because it was something I thought that was a really big question from the end of last week, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to tackle it again. We're going to talk more about it, and you know, full disclosure, I've actually met her myself, and I've actually had not not recent conversations with her, but I have talked with her in the past, and I've also met her uh, her, her fiance uh, once before, and uh, and both seem to be very very nice. So I, I try and and just so you know. Um, for those who you may love her or hate her, you know, I try at least look at this in, in the state of the game. Because Celebrity Apprentice, I think ultimately some people go in there and they play it as a game. And and Omarosa being who she is because the show made her famous, I think she sees herself as the game. She's probably just as bad as Russell Hans is on Survivor, if, if you look that way. And I think for the same reasons, she's like Russell Hans is never really destined to win a Survivor, even if he can get really far. I feel like Omarosa sets herself up not really to win, but to, to cause the most controversy and to, be, and to become a star. I agree, definitely. I, I, I don't see her. I would, I would like to see it. I think it would be a good kind of full circle yeah. in the perfect world, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's a certain quality like, like what um, Arsenio has like he he never really he showed his teeth but he never really turned on anyone like a snake oh yeah and so I you know Donald that 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 goes back to the brand of the show that yeah. goes back to a lot of things so I think she's there for other other reasons and necessarily and other that's reasons fine with me and we'll talk much 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 more about Omarosa but yes. let's let's talk a little bit uh, about this week's task because it was an interesting one uh, I want to say I actually discovered Crystal Light Liquid yesterday I went to the store and I uh, and I was buying something else and I saw it there and I thought it was really interesting and then lo and behold Crystal Light is uh, is the sponsor I guess in charge of this task so the task for this week was to set up they were uh, the stars were supposed to write uh, and direct and act in a five minute so Soap opera that was going to be performed in front of a live audience, mm-hmm. and it was going to be—I uh, have it right over here. It was going to be to support Crystal Light Liquid, and it had four different uh, flavors to choose from, and they were going to be judged on audience reaction, creativity, 
uh, execution and brand messaging. And each team was going to have a real soap opera actor or actress uh, on their team. So uh, one team was going to have Jack Wagner, and uh, the other person was uh, other team was going to have Susan Lucci. So two pretty established soap opera stars, a little extra, little extra all star celebrities on Celebrity Apprentice. I liked it because I used to intern on those soaps that they both of them were on. So it was cool to see them on there. I don't know. I always I like Lucci. I like her. And I, Jack's good too. I think Lucci's hot. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't care. You know, I know she's been around for a while, and uh, and she still looks gorgeous she, and uh, beautiful. She's still marketable. She's still out there. I mean, I get good for her. She's I mean, she's working. She's making money, and she's still over on the East Coast where she wants to be. But yeah. yet, she's still got great exposure. People who don't even give a crap about soap operas, I think, know who Susan Litchie is oh, just yeah. because of all the Emmy losses that she's had. Yeah. Oh, she, you know, she's on Hot in Cleveland, and she's been oh, making yeah. her. You know, I think she was on a few Lifetime movies. So I, I think she's great. Good for her, and she I. She's a New York girl, so I like to see her on The Celebrity Apprentice. You know what? It happened with Dee Snyder. He started as a cameo a couple of seasons ago, ended up in two Celebrity Apprentices. So maybe we'll see a Jack Wagner or a Susan Lucci in a future Celebrity Apprentice. I mean, you know. The state of okay. soap operas nowadays, maybe they'll be going to reality. Who knows? Jeez, Lucci on The Apprentice. Now, that could be interesting. I think that'd be fun. She's yeah. sweet, but I could see her. She's she's learned a lot from soap operas. I bet you she can have a little conniving streak if oh, you want yeah, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jack Wagner. But anyway, so uh, so that's the task. And uh, the judges that were going to be there, the, uh, Donald's assistants this time, was going to be his uh, daughter, Ivanka, who's there almost every week. And joining for the first time, uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Arsenio Hall, mm-hmm. who of course has a, a show to plug uh, coming out, I think in September. Yeah, so. which was quickly that, that was quickly checked off. Now Donald let everyone know that he's successful from becoming the Apprentice. And he's got a new show. Okay, now That's, we can begin. It's a great success story. I gotta love it, and I love Arsenio. He's he's probably one of my favorite um, winners out of all of them. I, I I love what he has to say. I think he's an incredibly smart guy, and I think I think it was very fitting that he was in this task too. Uh, but anyway, so uh, project managers. So let, let, let me ask you what you think of these choices, considering who was on each team. So uh, it seemed like both teams had problems with this one. This is not one that people really jumped up at. You could see the conversations on both. But uh, so for plan B, uh, Stephen Baldwin ended up getting it uh, out of all that. And that was a team of ma- mostly actors. What do you think about Stephen doing, right. uh, doing that one? I don't think it was a bad choice because, like you said, they were mostly actors, so they could go out and, and do their thing. And and you know that if if someone, I mean, let me think of someone like like if Busey was the, if he was the PM, like you know, the comment would come across like, well, why weren't you not in it? Like you know, so he, that was a good choice mm-hmm. that he was you know not the the PM. Um, yeah, I mean, Stephen, I don't really have any feelings towards Stephen. I feel like he, they haven't given him a lot of airtime until now. So I'm like, okay, and and I honestly don't remember that. I don't, I didn't watch that season when he was on. I admit, so um, I it was don't know. A season one, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, eh, how about Steven? Yeah, and I thought it was interesting. I think it was Lisa Rinna that was passing it off. She's like, oh, I'm just an actress. I'm not really a, a director, yeah, yeah. but for some reason, Steven's a director. So uh, l- let me tell you, <laughs> if there was any task that Lisa Rinna should have been hosting, I mean, should have been pe- uh, project manager, it should have been this one. It probably what should. else is she going to be doing? I hate to say, I mean, I don't really hate to say it, but really, I don't understand. First of all, I have a problem with her being on the All Stars. I like. <laughs> Her, but I don't know if she was on the show for five minutes originally. <laughs> so I mean, she should have done this one, and and that would have probably been good. Well, I will say, I think, I think, um, I think her season she got ousted pretty quickly just because mm-hmm. it was women versus men, and it got to be very. They picked the lines she really was Star early. Jones, yeah. She was yeah exactly, and she was on the outside really really quickly. So yeah. Uh, yeah. so I could totally get her coming back. But uh, let's talk mm-hmm. about Power because Power also had a very. Uh, I mean, they had they didn't really have as many actors on their on their group. Group. So the person who stepped up was, uh, I guess Omarosa couldn't do it again anyway, even no. though she's apparently a Shakespearean actor, according to her uh, confessional, and she's been on the cover, cover of soap opera. Oh. The yep. the cover of soap but, opera. I love how she said that, too. I, oh, I love the Shakespearean actors, the actor yeah, thing. I yeah. thought that was even bigger. Passions. She was on Passions. She was on Passions. So, yeah. Oh, totally. But LaToya took over. So um, interesting choice, I would say, also. I, I, I guess no one else really, I can't think of anyone else really stepping up for this one. I really can't think of anyone either that it would be appropriate for. So, yeah, all right. Bring her on. Bring her on. And you know what she needs to show? Uh, she actually has shown a lot this season, more than she did her season, where she was a lot more quiet and demure. And now she's taking a stand. And she, she realizes she needs to do something. So so really, really interesting. Uh, we're going to talk about the team strategies and what happened. But first, let me uh, let me just mention that uh, you sh- if you're not watching this on streaming or on YouTube, you're probably listening to us on iTunes. So if you are, uh, thanks a lot for listening to us. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. If you have, please rate us. We'd love five stars. Uh, feel free to 
a comment. Let us know about the show, what you think. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And we have about like 59, 60 other shows that AfterBuzz does. If you have a favorite show uh, on broadcast or cable, chances are we're doing an AfterBuzz on it. So uh, take a look at our, our list and see if there's anything else you like. And uh, and thanks again for listening. Uh, let's move on here. Right. And let's start with, uh, I feel like um, Power got a lot this episode, but let's talk with Plan B with yes. Stephen Baldwin, first of all. So uh, things that I kind of thought was interesting. I mean, it was great to see Stephen Baldwin stepping up a little bit. He yeah. is always... All right. He's a little bit of a, in my opinion, a reality whore. He's been on a lot of shows, including The Celebrity Apprentice. But, you know, he uh, he is an interesting character. And he, he is a little manipulative. He's another one that likes to play the game. He came in here and said that his strategy was to be dominant. Yes. So he threw his weight around for the first five minutes. I love that he called himself Gordon Gecko, uh, Gordon Gecko Ruthless Psycho. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if he was that ruthless, but okay. <laughs> yeah. He seemed to micromanage a bit, so I noticed that. But, uh, but he was... Uh, he was a very interesting uh, project manager, I would say. I, what do you think of his? Uh, I guess, I guess, dealing with so many actors, I guess you have to be a bit commandeering. You have to take control. You know, I think he did a good job. I had a little bit of a problem when it came to Penn commenting on Stephen's um, ability with when it came to directing or project managing. He said that um, he was aggressive and pl- aggr- an aggressive way of playing of with power. Mm. Uh, that's what he said. Uh, that's what Penn said of Stephen. I don't know. I think. Penn, when he has his idea, he, he he's very committed to it, and it's still his idea until the very end. And so I feel as though he doesn't really relinquish that power to the PM at all, and he really kind of holds on to that because that was his initial yeah. idea. So I feel like he's probably a little bit difficult to hold to 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 manage. And so I found him to be a little obnoxious. I mean, Penn, I didn't think Stephen really took on that much. He should have kind of like made a stance and I w- I'm more of like he, like he said he was going to be a little bit more dominant yeah because I feel like Penn kind of pushed him around in the end and he said he was going to like laugh at Steven or something like that well I think the battle lines are drawn pretty early too when Penn came up with the idea Steven had no problem saying in the confessional that you know it's a great idea and if we win awesome but if we don't he can't wait to bring Penn to mm-hmm. the boardroom and try and knock him out so I think I think Steven I think they know their their major competition for each other for different reasons mm-hmm. Penn comes up with always the great idea uh, he seems to come up with the great initiation that everyone latches on to uh, and that's probably his weakness too because if, right. if it fails he goes bad and and Stephen I, I think uh, you know last week it was said uh, D, D. Snyder said he didn't really trust Stephen mm-hmm. so I think I think it's something that not just D notices but I think a lot of other people too one thing that I thought that Penn said that was interesting also about Stephen he said sometimes making a decision is better than the decision you make and Stephen takes it to the nth degree, and I thought that was really, really interesting because I think it is true. It, it, he's very decisive and very aggressive, and he wanted to make every single call. Like when he was telling Mary right. Lou, um, when he was telling Mary Lou that he was uh, she was a stage manager and everything should go through him, and and uh, Trace threatened him, <laughs> if yeah. you if you mean to Mary Lou, I'll kill you. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a very, very interesting. And also, actually, Trace seems to be a little um, not happy with Stephen too. Right. Yeah. That there's. There's smoke there, and I think it's going to get a little bit more dramatic coming <laughs> up, definitely, because they're, they're playing those beats, but they're subtle. Yeah. You know they're going to go there eventually. And that, and I think t- Plan B needs a little bit of fire over yeah. there. Um, uh, I think the ratio was way off with uh, just following them around with their tasks, and we saw so much more of power. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there needs to be a little bit of uh, well, some friction. Yeah, please. well, I kind of feel like so far, I feel like Plan B has been the more dominant team this whole season yeah maybe just because of the whole omarosa dynamic over in power but uh i i feel that that uh that plan b is just so dominant and it was interesting when arsenio said they're a very happy team but a happy team doesn't always mean a, a successful one and uh i think right now they are they're not dealing with the stress that their power has been dealing with and yeah they're happy so maybe they're not even playing in the game they, but i think they're smart people like i said pan and steven seem to be already drawing the lines trace trace he almost won his season so uh so uh he he's also a smart one the rest of them might be lagging a little behind gary Busey is on the strongest of the two teams good for him <laughs> <laughs> good for him i mean hey you know yeah but he's still getting he's still getting buried a little bit he's yeah. th- this episode he was taking a little bit oh we'll talk about we'll that talk about on the that, board yeah. 
boardroom. Yes. What do you think of Trace? I I, I got to admit it. First of all, I loved his little schoolboy crush on Susan Lucci. I, I have to admit, if I was uh, if I was on that team, I would probably be trying to fight Trace to get uh, to make out with uh, yeah. Susan Lucci as well. They didn't even make out though. They the did not. Well, I think they're both married. And I think Trace Trace is a uh, you know that country star moral high ground type yeah. of guy. Yeah, I know. I was glad to kind of see that it, they they went the way they did. It was classy, and that was enough. Uh, they, it wasn't necessary to go beyond that. Yeah. Um, what do I think of him? I don't know. I don't think he makes very good television. Really? Yeah, Interesting. no, I don't. Interesting. I don't think he makes very good TV. I find him kind of bland. I don't know. I mean, it's good to have kind of like that stoic, quiet type. Like um, they had Paul from um, Orange County Choppers. Yeah. And that he kind of filled that role then. He was kind of just like the guy that just like that guy. Jesse James was like that yeah, too. Yeah, right. A little bit. Um, so he fills that role. But for me, I don't know. I, I like the Star Jones. I like the the, the Omar Oh, Rose's, you love so. the conflict. You love the fighting. Yeah, and we're not going to get that out of him. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. I, I see your point, but I also feel that if you had 14 Omarosas, you would It would just... be a fantastic show. Really? I don't think it would be that fantastic. I love Omarosa, but I don't think it would be that fantastic. Oh, the backstabbing, oh. the shade. Oh, oh God. You I couldn't, would love it. You'd have to shut off people's microphones because you couldn't hear anybody. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the idea that they did? I thought... I, I'll just say I, I loved it. Um, I thought Penn came up with a brilliant idea. Uh, just the, the more that you pour in of that uh, liquid crystal light, the more passion that goes into the scene. It was good. It was visual. It was well done. It wasn't distracting. Um, and you, it, like the, it was visual, so the product, like they said, uh, and their analysis, that the product really was kind of a main character and well-integrated. Yeah, no, it was a good idea. It was great. It was fine. Yeah, and, and again, Penn, Penn seems to always come up. They seem to always show Penn coming up with the, the go-to idea. The one thing I, I uh, thought was weird, actually the two things, uh, one was mentioned later on in the boardroom, I guess, and one wasn't. Uh, I, I just feel like... Um, I just feel like, why couldn't you have come up with an idea to use both flavors if that was such a big deal? I thought the idea was yeah. brilliant, but I almost feel like, why couldn't you have had, uh, like, I don't know, just uh, maybe the actors, kind of like they did in in, uh, in Power's uh, presentation, have the actors drinking the crystal. Maybe they're putting the crystal light in there, and they become more passionate instead of having Penn just doing it to one flavor. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit less of a soap opera when they kept kind of coming out and speaking to, to the limit. I don't know, it wasn't very fluid. Yeah. But, I mean, they liked it. It was a great interpretation. I just feel yeah. that, that it just surprises me that Penn always comes up with the, the really smart idea right off the bat. And maybe it's because he just, like, doesn't want to think the whole thing through. And he wants to give somebody else an opportunity and, and people have trouble. But I feel like no one's stepping up. Like, like no. I feel like it was not that hard. It would not have been that hard to find a way to fit Penn's idea with the two flavors that they were assigned for their project. Yeah, they, they dropped the ball with that. that. They could have figured something out. The way they figured out one, they could have done the other if it was on the other side of the stage yeah. or something. Yeah, that was uh, just a, a total, like, forgetful, yeah. like, quick thing. Yeah. Do you see any problems uh, just from watching the task and then the presentation? Do you see Did you see any, any problems at all with Plan B, with any players in Plan B uh, at all? I mean, was Busey really that disruptive in your opinion at all or, or not showing it too much no I mean no. it's typical I mean he's <laughs> uh, what do you expect I mean like they said it's just Gary it's just Gary um, it was okay no I think it was fine I really it really wasn't anything and that kind of goes back to why I can sometimes predict these things because when they don't show a lot of people and finger pointing then you know they're not going to be in the boardroom because they don't have anything to go on they, don't, <laughs> they haven't played the beats so they're not going to mention that, those beats so they won which is unfortunate but, I have yeah, I watch too much reality television. <laughs> well, you know what? Mm. I, I do too, so I can't complain. You know, one thing, I can't seem to find it right now, but I just loved, I loved Busey's line about being an angel in an earth suit. And then there was something oh. else about about the whole angel thing. Oh, I can't find it right now. But yes. I just thought him talking to Mary Lou when they came back originally, uh, I thought it was just an awesome... That was the busy line of the night, I think. Uh, being an angel in an yeah. earth suit. Uh, I liked winners do what losers don't want to do. Because I had to really <laughs> think about that. I had to really think about that. And I still don't know if I fully get it. I'm not sure I get that either, come to think of it. Apparently, now. yeah. Because that was, that was his reaction to after Stephen... Uh, Said he did poorly. I don't know. We, I, I I felt bad for him. We can go. I I think later. he's. Uh, well, I I I think he's awesome. So uh, I'm glad he's on the show. I'm totally glad he's on the show. Oh, here it is. I have it here. I have. Uh, I found it in my notes. He was injected 
with love from angels. That's what the line was. I, I think that's awesome. That's very Cupid of him. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> very, his lines are very visual. You have to like think about them and then see them. That's yeah. how I feel. You know, I got to say, the guy's been through a lot. He has been through right, a, an right. awful lot with his accident and, and surgeries and everything like that. But I, I will say, you know, he... And and he has trouble sometimes communicating certain things, and he's so um, passionate in everything he does. But I, I I'd say like I would, I think I would buy a book of Buseyisms. I really would. I think he has some really witty stuff to say. Uh, it's some of some of it's out of context. I will admit some of now, it is out of context. Now he's great for TV. Now, yeah. On the opposite of Trace, I, he, he's. <laughs> I think he's great. For so TV. fourteen Buseys would be okay too. Is well, that what you're saying? No, because I need Caddy. I need I need <laughs> arguments. I mean, he's not going to start Trace, but he's a good one to keep around. He's three-dimensional, and that's what I think a lot, honestly, I think a lot of this cast, I said this before, lacks is um, more three-dimensional people like someone like Mary Lou, like I don't see her doing anything. I well, see no benefit to her being on the show personally at all. I need some people that are have different sides to them that, you, that can be revealed, uh, people that are going to go there and really make a comment, people you're not going to see coming, yeah. and with her, I, and a few other people are just kind of there, like even Lisa Rinna, you know? Well, she, I'm hoping to see more from Mary I, I personally have a crush on her. I have had a crush on her ever since Taxi, so she still oh, looks really? great. Yeah, before so. My time, before my time. I, I, <laughs> I'm a little sorry. older. I'm a little older. I can, I can remember stuff. I can remember stuff. Not as good as Mary Lou, apparently, but I can no. still remember stuff. Now, that is interesting. I will give her that. That is an interesting... Uh, uh, you know, trait she has that she can remember things. Yeah, like dates. I think that's a great talent. I can't wait. Maybe she'll become Project Man. I would love to see her that skill being utilized somehow in a future project. Mm-hmm. If so, but I, I like her. I I I hope. Uh, I, I mean, as long as Plan B keeps winning, I figure she'll be around. But I hope yeah. to see more of her well, at least. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. All right, so we got Plan B down, and uh, and I, I think they had a great solid idea. I think uh, I think. Obviously, because people like you love to see the train wrecks, love to see the cattiness, love to see all that stuff, they gave a little more screen time to uh, to power this week. Uh, I have tons of notes on power. But, yes, uh, yes absolutely. So, uh, LaToya. LaToya was project manager. And uh, what do you think – how do you think she handled – without getting into she, – she obviously had some problems with Omarosa. But overall, how do you think she was as a project manager? Especially, Did you see her season, uh, her original I season, did. by the way? Yes, I did. I think I she did. stepped up. What do you think? I do. I, see, I didn't hear enough of the feedback from like someone like Brandy or anyone else on the team. So other than the Omarosa thing, which was very much highlighted in, in bold print, um, <laughs> there really wasn't much else that I saw of her like, doing. But, I mean, I, she wasn't – she wasn't awful, and she she answered the questions as they were asked, um, despite being tested and being asked multiple times to clarify and let us know, and we need to check in, and we need to check in. She got a little frustrated, but she she did it. Um, she answered the questions, and she didn't she didn't get tripped up. Yeah, I, I will don't s- think she got tripped. I will say that um, based on the clips last week at the end of the episode, they made it look like it was a big uh, fight was brewing between the two of them. And that being said. I don't want to. I mean, it still was pretty juicy. It still was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was uh, as climactic as we were led to believe. She, they seem to have that one interaction uh, in the beginning. Her and Omarosa, when Omarosa was trying to control the idea and control uh, being uh, being an actress or an actor in the script because she was so uh, talented because she's done soap operas before and cover of Soap Opera Digest and all that stuff and and also uh, wanting to go shopping over staying behind and, and helping with the script. But uh, what do you think? Those two, when those two got at it, that was a really interesting interaction. Well, she played it right. I mean, she just like she, she, um, meeting Omarosa. Oh, I, think, okay. I think Omarosa <laughs> played it right. I mean, she just kind of sat there until she got up, but she was the first to get up. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> uh, so I, I think it, it was good, but really, it was a blink and you missed it moment. But um, you know, I think. Yeah, I mean, she was. I mean, really, I think she was right because they were. They didn't even come up with the script yet. Why is she handing? It, it's kind of lackluster to be handing out these tasks. Like you're gonna be the stage manager. I mean, I don't even know if a stage manager was necessary for this. But you know what? Latoya turned it back on Omarosa at the end because Omarosa was talking about set design, and Latoya was like, "Well, we ha- we can't do set design until we come up with a script yeah. too." And I thought Little John was hilarious when he's like, "When a black woman uh, puts her hand mm-hmm. on her hip and cocks her neck, mm-hmm. look out!" And then he's like, "And then Omarosa <laughs> did the same." And it was like, "Yeah, it was." Uh, like a nuclear arms race over there. Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't <laughs> quite enough to get me very excited, but it was good. It was good. Um, <laughs> what I, do you want to get excited? No, I'm kidding. I know. I know. Uh, she, Latoya. What can I say about her? Uh, 
this was her big big reality TV moment. You know, that it really was her big moment to show her that she wasn't going to take it. And now she'll forever have a feud with Omarosa. Oh, boy. Do you think that she won that battle, though? I mean, the title of the show is I Got Punked by a Jackson. But do you think do you think uh, do you think Omarosa came on the losing end of that? Altercation. No. Oh, I think Omarosa made out fine. She's still standing, and she got to go and pick out clothes like she wanted to from the beginning. She put on her white <laughs> Chanel shades and walked out the door. So I think she, I think she won that one. I mean, it was on the show. It, was, it said the opposite, but I think Omarosa got right. that one. But I mean, there was I don't know. I mean, like it wasn't like a huge like war, so it doesn't really make a huge difference. I okay. I, I I don't know. I kind of think uh, I kind of think. We needed to see Latoya with some claws, and I think she showed them. And I think I think Omarosa, Omarosa, even when she wins an argument, she still is uh, vindictive. So I think regardless of what would have happened, she gets it. But I think she was thrown a little. She was a little surprised. I mean, she was calling. I, I love though. She's calling Latoya Boo. Come on, Boo. Yes. And all all that all those little things. Boy, oh. Is she. Oh boy. And she was really, really adding fuel to the fire. And she was like <laughs> mocking her for being like speaking up. And she's like singing us the song. Now you be like, quiet. Oh yeah. She's like like kind of like throwing the song. One of the songs. I can't remember the what she was singing, but it was really kind of like like she was throwing shade. I mean, and I love it. Wow, and Latoya, I tell you, I mean, I'm glad to see her show some claws because she seems like the first two episodes she just goes to the confessional and bitches. Yes, and then and then she's back. He goes, okay, hi, Marissa, why are you gonna do yeah. this in her high voice or whatever? But like she was like, even in the confessional, she was saying about uh, Michael Clark Duncan. I mean, she was saying some pretty yeah messed up yeah. things about. I'm sure she gave him the heart attack or something. Yeah. A little mean. I'm sure I would like to think she regrets that watching that. If she watched it on TV, regrets it a little bit because she oh. seems like a nice person. Well, I, I don't know. I'd like to think that she wouldn't. I like, to, I like women that stand behind their words, but I mean, like, I don't agree with her, yeah. but whatever. What do you think of Omarosa's strategy just to, to bombard LaToya with, uh, with like direction I, I have no instruction please let me know about the sizes yeah, it, it was to cover her ass all the way through everything every single question everything along the way really went beyond like the shade that she threw everything she made sure that when it came down to it she had no responsibility to anything yeah and so, I mean, that's that's smart. This is a woman who's played the game twice before. Right. And uh, knows how to do it. I just feel like, and it, we'll get more into this in the boardroom, but I just feel like when you do that too much, everybody else on, on the team sees that. Oh, and, yeah. And that's the worst thing you can do. I mean, yeah, uh, this is a woman oh, who yeah. doesn't really have an ally right now, and she's just she's playing the game like, uh, like typical Russell Hatz, me against the world uh, from Survivor, you know? Me against the world. Claudia called it right out when they were. Uh, she had a stand-up interview outside of Lauren Taylor, and she just she called she called um, Omarosa out for everything she was doing. How she was asking a lot of questions. She was making sure she wasn't responsible. She was like you know, double checking so she could really cover her behind, and she was pushing Latoya's buttons. And so I mean, yeah, the secret's out. So I don't know if she can get away with that for another week. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes about the next task. But she's had she said her sights on Latoya. Yeah. So, I don't know who she's got her sights on next. I mean, so... No right now, it might no be Claudia. Her. It might be Claudia, but uh, but let's talk about... Just, just to split it up a little bit. I mean, is there anything else other than the whole oh, Omarosa and Latoya thing we could talk about for hours? Uh, how do you think the rest of it... I mean, Dennis... Did, we didn't see much of Dennis again. I mean, when he shows up, he he's a pretty bright light, though, I, I would say. He, he has stepped up in comparison to his season. He's good on the boardroom. Yeah, he's good in the boardroom. Sometimes he can't be, he he, he can't articulate a hundred percent what he's talking about. But I think he's very passionate when he talks, and that comes across with whatever he's trying to say so right. far. And then, uh, and then I guess Claudia, we got to see a little bit of Claudia this episode too, especially when she stepped up uh, to act. Brandy, I think, is great. I, I think she's she was pretty strong in her season too, as she reminded people toward the end of this episode. I'm coming to like her. I didn't dislike her, but I'm really seeing seeing more of her. Yeah. Unlike someone like Mary Lou, I'm really actually seeing what she can bring. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. And then, and then, Little John, he he got to direct this uh, this soap opera, and he's a quiet. He can be a very quiet guy, kind of like a trace. But he's not as. Uh, but when he when he does 
get to talk, he's pretty colorful. I really yeah. like what he has to say. Yeah, and he's, he's so person. He's got. I think he's got a good personality. Just good enough for reality TV. I mean, he's not stoic like that, like Trace. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, I could take a leave. You could take or leave him. I I get that. I get that. Yeah. So uh, okay. So that being said, after they finally get things going, and by the way, uh, Omarosa gets to act. She wants to act, so she gets cast as the villain, which I think is perfect and and uh would have been great to see omarosa play the villain but unfortunately we don't really get to see that because uh omarosa gets a phone call right in the middle rehearsal uh about some personal business which involves uh the 911 tape uh recording that um that was that they had i guess on file that the police had on file when uh when they were calling to um to get michael clark duncan the day he died and uh and that obviously threw her and she left. Now, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussion about this. I mean, uh, there was already talk from the All-Stars that she was being a little manipulative from the last week's episode. And we talked already a little bit about it now. Uh, it's it's really interesting, I think, to, to decide if that was an emergency enough for someone who, who came on here to play for his charity to... to Escape, especially after all the altercations with Latoya, just didn't seem like she was vested in helping with the task at all. What do you think? I think she was right to leave. If that's what she felt she had to do, I don't think it really. Honestly, when you, if that was really as, and I think that's an invasive thing. I don't have you heard it, the tape or anything like that. I didn't get a chance to hear it, and not that that's something I would go out and no, look for. I wouldn't either. Uh, but I, I could understand it being something very, very personal. I don't know what was on that tape. She made it almost sound like he was on his, like his voice was his on final the tape. moments. She used that word, and yeah. I, I would, you know, I, I had a, a loved one pass away, and I, I had some audio, not of a nine one tape but the audio and that throws me just hearing hearing that audio of, of that person so I could only imagine I that bet. it must be big so yeah I feel like that really was a moment for her to kind of like when you hear something like that and if it really bothers you the way it bothered her which I do believe you're not thinking about strategy at the moment and figuring all this stuff out like you, you gotta go and deal with it now whether it had to be dealt with as long as it was is beyond me I don't know she was off camera we didn't see she wasn't really speaking about it in confessionals so I don't know but I mean I I, I think it was genuine again I'm, I'm vouching for her yeah I'm trying I, I, I well I, you know I, I gotta admit I mean I'm not heartless I, I, I uh, and plus I, I felt for her at the end of last week's episode I really think that her tears uh, when she won were tears of joy and tears of, of, of sadness because of uh, what she's been going through. And, and, and it seems like he, he passed away a short time before the taping of this. So it's it's completely feasible that around that time, the 911 tape, if a 911 tape was released, that it would be too soon to, to for someone like that to really comprehend and deal with. I would so. say that's grounds for something to have to deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. My question, though, is I, I guess I don't really have too much of a question about her leaving. If she has to leave, she has to leave. I, I, it's not the first time a, an apprentice has left no. for, for a, a commitment of some sort or for um, a personal matter. I guess my question is, why does she come back five minutes before the performance to to, to do it? That felt more like I, I just question that almost because I, I understand not being a quitter not choosing not to quit but i also understand the fact that people do get a free pass once in a while and get to take a week off do, uh, do you think that was a to throw latoya at the last minute i don't know i don't because I, it, if it was first of all they had um claudia all set up right well, that was claudia that filled the role right claudia filled the role so, the villain so yeah i mean and so if she wanted to be an actress as bad as she did with her background, yeah. um, it didn't work because they didn't put her in the role. That Claudia did it anyway, so it really didn't throw a toy off. It wasn't a problem. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it was like a last minute thing to really kinda like throw a toy off the rails. But she showed up because she had to be there for her team. Yeah. And so I think I think it was legit. Again, I'm going out on a limb. I'm trying to <laughs> to make you know, to like believe that there's like, you know, goodness there. Yeah. I think there is and I think the reason why she left and what she was dealing with was valid. I, I, I tend, do. I tend to agree with you. I feel that way. I my, my question still is just why come back at that moment and, and unless you want screen time I hate to say it but I, I just feel like and why set yourself up for the fire you just went through a big emotional experience and you, you pretty much know that someone at who knows how to play the game as well as Omarosa does and knows how to throw people under the bus and knows how to fight and knows how to pick 
at whatever uh, was lacking in the team and throw it at people's face in the boardroom. There's a big hole there that you were not there for this project, and there's a big reason to call you back into the boardroom. But she can still say, Mr. Trump, I was there for our performance. I, I bowed at the ends with my team, and I represented team power. I guess that's true. And I guess I, I guess maybe maybe perhaps she had to go back for, for uh, apprentice reasons. Maybe she didn't have the uh, official go-ahead to leave for one week, as uh, some other people sometimes get to do with commitments. There's so much we don't see. Oh, yeah, absolutely so, so who much. Really, who really knows? So yeah. let's talk about the concept uh, or, or the performance of, uh, of team power, because I, I thought it was very interesting. They turned it into a drinking game, mm-hmm. which I thought was... a. Uh, I thought it was a fun idea, but I felt like that it would involve the audience all having crystal light <laughs> liquid and drinking along with it. It put the product in the audience's hands, though. It, yeah. They even said it was like pushing the product. So mm-hmm. I thought that I thought they were going to earn some major points for that, which that wasn't even brought up in the analysis. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, I didn't see any audience members drinking along with them. When I, they, I did. Oh, you yeah. did? I must have missed that. I um, Maybe I was just paying attention to the dun-dun-dun every two seconds yeah. or something. But uh, I thought it was interesting. I just felt um, kind of like what they said at, at the end, that, that it wasn't central to the... Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a central figure in uh, in in the whole show, and uh, I felt the branding was a little a little miffed. And and I, probably I do agree with the fact that when you hear that, even when we were hearing the dun 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 over and over again in the show, I felt after a while I was like, okay, enough already. Oh, so definitely. I, I can only imagine hearing it forty times in a five minute sketch. Yeah, I mean it was over the top. And anybody, especially um, you know, Little John, the director, correct yeah. for this task. I mean, they, they should anybody could know they have to pace that out. I mean. It's too much, especially if you're going to make people do things. Never mind just having a visual effect. I mean, excuse me, an audio effect that many times. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they found they found that uh, performance, and I agree to be. You know, the brand was really kind of lost, and it was rushed. And Latoya came out and. She was speaking the name, or she was trying to say the name of the flavors, and she butchered it, but she said it in a weird, like, accent. Yeah. It wasn't like her voice. Maybe she was trying to be, like, dramatic, but it just took me out of it. I think she was the weakest link of the whole performance. I was going to say, do you see any weakest links or or other than Omarosa or or any stars, I guess, in there? But I guess... Well, uh, I mean, in the performance. In the task, I'd have to really examine it again a little bit. But, I mean, in the actual performance, I don't know. I mean, she looked good. I mean, the hair... The hair needs some attention, but I don't know. I think they set her up, though, because she wrote some of her lines in her hand. So I think they set that up editing-wise as, uh, oh, this is going to... She's going to mess up somehow. Even though it wasn't brought up uh, later on as a factor. Surprisingly, it wasn't brought up as a factor. Not Well, not when they had the three, but when they when it was announced who lost, that that did come up. Oh, it did? Okay. Because yeah, well, felt- Omarosa had mentioned, like, you know, you couldn't even say the names. You didn't even know the correct branding of the product. Well, I just felt they didn't really put... I, I could be wrong. I felt they didn't put that into uh, into light in Ivanka's notes when she, they were saying they they messed up the branding, but I didn't think they messed. I didn't think they meant Latoya. I, I believe it was mentioned. Okay, I'm almost positive. All right, but no, maybe not. It's possible. Yeah. I probably messed that up. Anyway, so uh, so that being said, uh, we I guess we move on down to the boardroom. Uh, I I gotta say I. I mean, obviously, <laughs> they've been setting this up the whole time. It was going to be more Omarosa, more Latoya. I think. I think anyone, if you haven't watched the show and you like just listening to this podcast up to this point, uh, it Plan B won, um, and it was a pretty. I, I mean, from the concept, from when Penn mentioned the concept, I, I thought his concept was a little more brilliant than than the drinking game. So that's just me saying that. I had a little bit of a mixed view about that because it wasn't as obvious to me as I thought it would be because they had the product in the hands of the audience members and it was integrated into the performance. Mm. So I thought that would be a big positive. I mean, taking away acting ability and you just look at the performances, then yes, I can see why uh, Penn's team, or in this case, excuse me, Stevens, did win. Um, So yeah, I can understand that, but I thought... thought there was an opportunity there for a fair fight until I saw the performances. I did. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I, I I will say I had the opposite view, but when I saw the performances, I actually thought, uh, I actually thought they had a pretty good job. So maybe my bar was lowered, and then I raised it up at the end, and and you vice versa. Um, all right, so boardroom time, and of course, uh, main topic is going to go straight to Latoya with Omarosa. Uh, one thing I thought was really interesting, and and this is probably saying a lot for Omarosa. She actually said she respected Latoya for speaking up with that whole altercation. I thought that was uh, 
It was a good line in front of Donald <laughs> in the boardroom. Yeah. What's she going to say? I have no respect for her because then Donald will go, she's an entertainment icon. You know, like, I mean, so, yeah, she she's smart. She's smart. Interesting. Interesting. I, I don't know because, I mean, especially since Latoya feels that Omarosa, uh, that uh, Donald bends over backwards for Omarosa, I, I find it interesting that, that, uh, that Omarosa would have that tactic on Latoya. But I guess I could see that. Uh, you know, pretty much the whole team was uh, was more or less against Omarosa because they saw how different the team re- acted when she was gone. And Claudia couldn't handle the controversy going on and yeah. the, the altercation, which was a quick back and forth. Yeah. But she couldn't handle it, and um, allegedly those two are very close and are friendly. Well, we've seen them tweet life. at each other. They were hanging out the past couple of weeks. They so. went out to a club for the premiere. At, we reported and, that yeah. you know, the first week. So With Brandy, who seems to be another friend <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of all things. So, I mean, yeah, it, it was interesting to see, like, you know, Omarosa didn't. She didn't even really turn towards towards Claudia, but she, she like her body. But she just moved her head. It just kind of just threw enough, yeah. threw enough shade. It threw enough like like a little insult at her, just enough to shut her down about how like it's everybody practices all stars, and that's and and that's how you have to be. And then that was enough for her. So I liked that. Yeah, I because I like. I like seeing Brandy kind of get a little upset because, I mean, she, she she is getting involved again. Yeah. She was involved last week, mm-hmm. and she had no reason to be with, um with um was it, who was she Dennis in, the, Dennis, yeah, in yeah. the bottom three, yeah. Yeah, right. I right. mean, especially when everyone kept saying she was a star. When Latoya mm-hmm. said she was a star, and even Ivanka said that the Crystal Light people said she was the star of the team. So, oh, Brandy, uh, Brandy, yeah. Yeah, Brandy, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, what I thought was really interesting about that whole altercation, too, is Claudia and Brandy having that little conversation on the side, which they had the subtitle because it was so mm-hmm. quiet. And, it, and and I almost feel like because those two seem to know Omarosa more, uh, that maybe I felt like maybe they maybe they do feel that um, Omarosa's playing a little bit. She's playing up her... Um, her position and what she's been going through a little a little much because Claudia did make some comments about why are you here on Celebrity Apprentice why you know and I I, I hoping I'm kind of hoping to see if that comes to light obviously they're still friends so mm-hmm. either either they had a big brawl later on in the season or and it made up or or maybe it just was overblown I'm not sure I'm having a little revelation I think maybe that. Instead of like, cause I know I was pretty easy on Omarosa so far, and I was thinking, you know, she's being genuine. This just happened to her. She's dealing, and this is, and she's just, you know, she's just going through the motions. But I definitely think there's a degree that she is using this to her advantage because, and she can justify this because it is for the the Duncan, <laughs> for the South Chicago, yes, so for the Sue I, Duncan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so she can she can get away with it with that justification. And so, I, I definitely went easy on her earlier, and I feel as though now that she now that I'm really rehashing this with you, yeah, um, <laughs> that she, yeah, that there's a degree of her really, I think, milking it in certain ways. Uh, we heard that uh, Donald didn't see tears. Um, Crocodile tears, I think, was mentioned. Maybe, though. I don't think they saw any tears. Yeah, Arsenio, I think, said he didn't see any tears. I thought it was Donald, but maybe it was both. Maybe it was both. I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah, I think I'm coming to this realization as I'm speaking, but I, I think there's something there with her that she's she's got the emotion there. Yeah. But maybe it's not like cry worthy maybe it's not 100% for the this moment in time well I feel like when she was saying if you ask me to choose between Michael and the apprentice I'm going to choose Michael every time I, I did feel that was a little crocodile I felt I felt last week was more sincere I felt this week was a little more like that was her that was her way of defending and I and I totally get um, later on Latoya not choosing Omarosa because of that moment because I could see that being a sympathy card and not knowing but let me move on really quick to uh, let's talk, we could talk about them for an hour. One real quick thing, okay. though. I think Arsenio really didn't have anything. He really wasn't, like, baiting her. I think she just kept kind of going on and on. Oh, yeah. And he really... I don't even remember what he asked her, really. It was just... He was just, like, talking. Well, Omarosa was great at just changing the subject so, or, or, or manipulating the question to just uh, suit what yeah, she wants to say. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of felt bad for Arsenio because he was like, I didn't even ask that. <laughs> uh, now, uh, let's go over to plan, plan B really quick just because I think the one thing that we could say about Plan B be was just the you know it's just it's a question that Donald always has to ask everyone who's the weakest link and it's 
you know, Gary, everybody up and down the line went to Gary again. And what do you, I mean, do you think this guy, I mean, this happened his first season. It's happening again. Uh, at this point, do you, and you saw it really affected him this week in particular. Well, you wonder who would be the weakest link if he wasn't there. That's what I wonder. I almost want Donald to ask that question because I feel like let's not let's not put Gary in that position. Because yeah, I feel I mean, like it's an easy answer. Yeah, they can get away with it. And I feel like they're really. I mean, he he broke down at the end and he put his head on the desk and yeah, he was really he well, was really shocked when Stephen said it because he called Stephen a an innocent champion of honesty. Yes. <laughs> Another great and and one of the most brilliant directors he's ever worked with for a five minute soap opera for Crystal Light. <laughs> but um, I, I I the only thing Gary can do from this point is be the next project manager to kind of show people that he's because they're going to continue to say it. Yeah, and so that's the only thing he can do if he wants to prove to himself that he is as brilliant as he claims he is yeah. then he needs to be the next project man the only way that Gary at this point probably won't be the weakest link is if there's a, a, a switch around and he's on the same team as Omarosa that might be the only way oh, and man. Dennis so then at least you have a little bit of a harder decision because yeah. Dennis is another one that usually ends up being the scapegoat but he's been pretty lucky so like far an extra line to throw in <laughs> I mean, an extra <laughs> lamb to throw into the, or something like that but uh, at this point it does seem like they're always considered the weakest links and it's it's a little sad I would I, 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 I felt Definitely. for Gary. I mean, as as crazy as sometimes he is, and 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 disruptive as he is, and like they said, Gary's Gary is Gary, and also it's just such such a strong team at this point. There's no reason to show a, a weak link. That it's it's such an easy go to guy. It's going to be Gary on that side, and on the other side, it's going to be Dennis and Brandy. Because and it's been it's been Dennis and Brandy. Yeah, and I mean you know, but and it shouldn't be Brandy. I don't even think I, mean, I know Dennis, but yeah. yeah. But they know that she's just going to keep getting thrown in there for no reason, and that happens. Yeah. Sometimes they get on these jags on these shows, well, like this show, excuse me, where they put the final three, and there's always like the perennial person that's always in the bottom three, and then they they almost always get out free, and it's kind of like a game like when uh, Gary Busey well, this season, y- he survived so many. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's like I've, I, I said, I think last week, the, the most interesting and the most predictable thing about the boardroom is that nothing's predictable. Donald will keep whoever he wants for whatever reason, and, and maybe if this was a, a different competition, someone like Gary would be kicked off right away just because he is disruptive uh, for whatever reason, you know, given his history and given his um given what he's had to go through uh you know he might not be the 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 best person to be an apprentice but he's in there and he's still competing and donald still keeps him in there because he's until he messes up royally that's all he's got but i really feel bad for him because he he felt very disrespected he felt he was disrespected in front of the whole team and you know steven tried to console him he's not once but twice god it's terrible so okay Let's go back <laughs> to the losing team, which was Power. Power ended up losing the competition. And LaToya having it out again with Omarosa. LaToya at one point saying, if I'm project manager and you're giving me power to be project manager, I shouldn't I have the right to fire somebody from my own team? Go to commercial. Yeah, <laughs> go yeah. to commercial. Dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun. I, was like, I was curious on what was going to happen next. And then they cut back. She couldn't even finish the sentence. He's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there goes that. And I thought it was an interesting proposition, and that was really a last chance to show that she had the gumption uh, as a project manager and the balls to yeah. be able to go. I mean, it was okay, uh, but, I mean, you know, it didn't work out for her. Well, but. interesting. She's, she seems to be the one person that always thinks out of the box. I mean, she's the one right. person who got to come back to Apprentice and plead her case. And she, I guess if anyone could plead a case to fire somebody on the spot instead of Donald, it could be her. I, I, I mean, the whole team felt that Omarosa was the weakest link, and... That would have been a no-brainer. But Donald wanted her to pick two people uh, instead. And even though she said, can I have the permission to fire someone, she chose two people who were not named Omarosa (laughs) to be in the boardroom with her. Yeah, what a twist. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, it's easy to say that was a dumb move, but what do you you think the strategy? I mean, Donald and Arsenio both had their ideas. We, what do you think? We see this all the time. These people making their last ditch efforts to be able to survive, and they try to just pick like a weak person just to go up against. Yeah. Like um, even D did the same thing. I mean, he his choices and who he pulled in last week were kind of like, eh. Like, yeah. I mean, no big deal. No, not too shocking. Uh, Penn should have been in there last week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like you know they're. They recognize that whoever they pick is going to come after them, and that if they stand a good chance of getting ousted, then they're not going to put someone that's going to make it happen even quicker. I guess, like with yeah. Omarosa, like, and I, I, 
I was going to pose this question. Do you believe that Donald would really get rid of Omarosa despite her leaving? And he claims that she could have easily been fired. She claims that he, she should have been in there. Well, here's the thing. I, I think that um, whether or not he is, I'm not trying to avoid the question because I think he would have, but whether or not he really? is willing to, I think that Donald respects who you bring into the board. He respects the choices that you make. That's your last chance to show that you're paying attention, that you saw the weakness, the weak links in the in your project, and you saw, you know, who you think deserves to be back. I think that if Latoya brought Omarosa back, even if he was a fan of Omarosa, chances are the third person that she would have brought in, whether well, unless it was Brandy, because Brandy was the star. Maybe mm-hmm. if he brought Dennis in or, or Claudia. I think that that person would have been the one that would have been most likely to go because I would have shown Omarosa would have fought for her life. We all know that. Yeah. And I think Latoya just bringing Omarosa in would have fought and given him some respect. So I think by doing that, Latoya would have secu- had a better chance securing herself in the show. But when you make a wrong decision, it's been seen before, when you choose the absolute wrong people to bring in the boardroom when there's just a very glaring person... You know, it's the shortest boardroom ever because pretty much John says, I don't like what you got. So you're the one that's out. Yeah, it was a quick act, really, the firing. It was like one act as opposed to going back and forth and back and forth. I don't know. I mean, I would have liked to have seen the good TV of them going back and forth. Yeah. But, you know, we got what we got, and I'm not too surprised. And I think at the end of the day, it really kind of makes – it does make sense who he fires and – she got it. I think it's going to make great TV um, when he fires Omarosa, whether it's in week three or yeah. week 12. So I, I, I think that she could have gone. And it, and all the Omarosa haters out there would have been very, very happy if Latoya went in. And I would have really liked to have seen. I really thought Latoya held herself well with Omarosa, considering it's really hard to get an edge, a word in edgewise with Omarosa talking. And I thought Latoya did a pretty good job in comparison to past people who had to fight her. Omarosa wasn't even there for half the task, and she still managed to set her sights on Latoya and oust her. So I, I respect. That. I just loved Omarosa. Like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. She's yeah, just like yeah. she even's like you're. An idiot. She. I think that was her way of saying you're an idiot. You should. Yeah. I would have picked me. I yeah, would have picked myself yeah. in here, uh, which is which is awesome. And 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 again, I just I would have liked to seen them fighting each other, but that's fine. I know. Imagine the boardroom that it could have been. Oh, and she even. You know what Latoya even said to Donald? I thought you were going to ask me again. Like if she asked him again she would have changed yeah. her mind how many times did donald ask her yeah say that again who are you gonna bring to the board yeah. how many times and yet if he asked one more time she would have changed her mind come on no. Toya. yeah that was enough for me i did that i lost a little bit of respect for her with that one because then she all of a sudden she realized the mistake she made like all of a sudden oh but yeah come on so uh so well as as we said, just because uh, really because she didn't pick Omarosa to join her in the boardroom, which would have been a great battle. We'll have to we'll have to do it on a ba- on a pay per view in the future or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Latoya Jackson is no longer with the Celebrity Apprentice. She got fired, and and uh, Donald said at the beginning of the boardroom, "If you get fired, I'm not bringing you back." So uh, and, and that was a little bit of an omen, I think. <laughs> I really, I was like, okay, all right, I, I recognize that. I, yeah, I agree with you there. So uh, as she's leaving. Uh, you know, she seemed to get along really well with both Brandy and Dennis. Uh, they seemed to understand, even if they thought she was dumb for bringing them in there. Uh, and uh, they had a little pact, and, and Latoya was like, please, try to get her off. Try to get Omarosa off. And and I remember Brandy said, I'm going to try my best. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think? I, I, I feel like Brandy didn't speak up enough in the boardroom to try and, and get Omarosa out, even though Omarosa deserved to be in the bottom three. Do you really think that this team is going to fight Omarosa, or do you? Th- I think people are just still scared of her. I agree. I, they they see it every time when she sets her sights on someone. All you have to do is get an argument with her, and you're out. Yeah. So yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna go there. I don't see Brandy as that having that character to really kind of like pinpoint her yeah. and really like keep her in her, her sights. Even the side. other team, Steven even said, "I'm glad, I'm glad Omarosa's not on my team." Right. So even the other team's frightened with her at this point. Any team, she seems to be, she's you know, in a, a good place. She's in a good place, but again, I don't. I mean, luckily, it's not like Survivor where you get judged by the jury, which is former contestants. You get judged ultimately like Donald. That's the one difference between probably her and I keep saying Russell Hans, but I can't, I'm trying to think of the most comparable villain on a reality show, and I feel like Russell Hans is like the closest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if for those of you who know Survivor. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how long she lasts. 
So, but we're gonna we're gonna find out next week. So, uh, moving on. That was a, I, I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, moving on, let's talk about some news and gossip. After TV news. All right, what do you got, Grant? Oh, All right, hold on no, a second. Uh, so there's a brief article. <laughs> Thank you. Nice stretch. <laughs> uh, the Grio uh, wrote about Omarosa and her new persona. Donald mentioned a few times that she was, be, you know, being a little bit softer. Now we didn't see this side tonight, but we did see a little bit earlier in the season. So so um, she says, she says, what's interesting is I pulled back, but my contestants are still competing against the Omarosa from season one of The Apprentice. Um, this season, people are so afraid and intimidated by the persona um, that, uh, that was Omarosa that they don't even know how to deal with the new her. So she's got this kind of new soft side she'll pull out with her tears, and they don't know how to go about dealing with that. Several of the contestants of the All-Star Celebrity Apprentice said that they think Omarosa is using the death, of course we saw this, of her late fiancé to gain sympathy. And she says, What shocks me the most are my contestants who criticized and ridiculed me for coming back, she confessed. They said, You shouldn't be back, and you shouldn't be competing. You should be home grieving. You're just here to exploit your charity, or you're going to win because they just feel sorry for you. So she's in on it. Of course. <laughs> and um, Latoya continues her narrative um, throughout the season all about how much she's... I think we're going to see a little bit more of her because it goes on and on. I think she might be back for um, one of those other, like, towards the end Oh, yeah? Events. Yes. Um, and so she... Uh, Omarosa doesn't end the interview without throwing some shade in Latoya's direction. She says, I also recognize that someone like Latoya Jackson would be very envious of the amazing love story that I had with Michael. It was really a fairy tale. I think every girl grows up in dreams of meeting a very tall, dark, and handsome, talented movie star or rock star, and that happened to me. Michael professed his love for me every day, in every interview, and every opportunity that he had. He chose me, and I chose him. And I can see how someone, like Latoya Jackson, would be very envious of this love story, of this love affair that I had with an amazing human being. Wow. What? Online. Well, <laughs> she is, uh, yeah, that's definitely She has a way a with words. I like she it, She has though. a way with words. And totally. I like the shade behind that. <laughs> Entertainment Weekly's podcast, Inside TV, um, had a half-hour interview with Dee Snyder and his exit. And um, Dee released some interesting information um, about the Donald. He says that off-camera's Donald is very self-deprecating, if you can believe it. Mm. He says he jokes about his hair. He jokes about his color. He's easygoing, and I think he's trying to go. Maybe he's trying to show that the puckered lips and the squinted eyes that he can just laugh at himself. So he shows that a lot this season so far in the boardroom. It's funny some of the lines of questions last week about the hair, right? And this week with the tats on Dennis, and then talking about yeah, talking about all that stuff too. Well, it's, we learned that Lil John's grill is removable. Yes, we learned that. And Donald, who knows? I'd love to see Donald with a grill. Oh, it'll never happen, unfortunately. <laughs> Even the way Ivanka asked that question, it was like so like someone from a different world. Is that removable? Like it was so like not untouched in touch with any of I could see I could see a grill that says Trump right in front. So every time someone looks at him and he smiles, you just read Trump. But that's just me. It would be all real, I don't doubt it. <laughs> uh, so Donald's creepy compliments and his comments, especially towards some of the women, uh, were brought up in this interview and Dee says that um they can only cut so much out of the show. He continued to say, if they let the lips comment towards Lisa Rinna uh, and get on your knees towards Brandy, yeah. or who is looking better, you or Claudia, go by, they were, um, they were a half a dozen worse in its place. Wow. So that was just a little taste. Uh. I guess these little, ta- these little odd comments that they, they called misogynistic. Let's get Donald uncensored. Let's get, let's see yeah, the rest of it, know, right? The uncut version of let's, the boardroom. Yeah, I would like to. That'd be, that'd be really, really interesting. So that's all, all right. you got. So that's our news and gossip. Let's move it along and think of some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV all right, let's uh, let's go with you, Grant. So, <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, let's go with you. So uh, Omarosa's not going anywhere for a while. She's <laughs> any other is Busey. They're too good for television. It's gonna they're gonna keep them around, and they're none of them are really creating that many huge mistakes. Omarosa with her exit, but that can be easily justified because I think she was covered her ass and got there in time for the end. So I don't think she's going anywhere. She's she's focused now. Mm-hmm. I think that's be you know she's still upset about it, but I don't see anything else coming up in her way that's gonna really just. Distract her 
and she wants it. So we're going to see. I don't know if she's going to win it, but we'll see. I don't know. I I, uh, I got to predict the LaToya this week, actually, I, I remember. So that, I'm happy about that. Uh, I'm a little torn because I see that Trace and uh, and Steven are going to go at it some more. But I just still feel Plan B is just such a strong team. And from that, even looking at that task, I feel like Power is going to go back in. And uh, I want to say uh, Claudia is going to be next in the crossfires because uh, Omarosa was not happy that she spoke up against her friend or no friend. I think she's the next to go to because Brandy can stay under that radar a little bit longer yeah. than Claudia because mm-hmm. Claudia gets involved with stuff she shouldn't get involved in. She's a little too vocal, I think, for the comfort of Omarosa. Now, what was the task for next week real quick? Um, I can't remember exactly. What were they showing? Oh, um, I, You know what? I, I can't remember too much. I cannot remember either. Yeah, well, we're going to have to, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's a late it's night. Late, it's late. It's a late night. I've been here a while. Um, <laughs> but I do, you know what? I do remember the conflicts. That's uh, right. that well, was that, what's interesting. That's really what they highlighted. And that's all you want to see yeah. anyway. You want to see 14 Omarosas head to head at the end of the day. Exactly. 14 Omarosas enter, one leaves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, that being said, we have a lot to look forward to for next week, I think. And uh, thanks a lot, guys, for hanging with us. Uh, my name's Nando. You can reach me at Nandovel on Twitter, and that's N A N D O V E L. And I'm on Twitter as well, Grant Michael R. Thank you. Great. Thanks a lot, guys, and we'll uh, catch you next week. Next week's title is called uh, Men in Black Are Gonna Come Get Him. Oh, and this, oh. that's Marissa, our producer. You? The Men in Black Are Gonna Come and Get Him? If that reminds you what happened. That, that was week. a comment about Gary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because of the alien comment that Trace yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. Ah, it still doesn't remember it. But I know. Isn't it awful? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.